Welcome to the Agent Success Podcast, where we talk about how to grow, prosper, and innovate in your real estate business. Learn how to find your ideal client, generate leads, and convert more sales from other agents in the business. My name is Brooke. I'm your host, and I hope you gain a ton of value from today's episode. Let's go. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Agent Success Podcast. Today, I have with me John Williams, again, the broker of the House Connection, and we're talking about the importance of niching down and how you become the best agent to serve your ideal client. We hope you enjoy this episode, and let's go ahead and get started. No one tells you you're on the hamster wheel. You just kind of get in the business, you jump on the hamster wheel, and you start chasing checks. And if no one shakes you and wakes you up out of that, or you don't you know, educate yourself, you'll, you may not ever even realize you're on a hamster wheel. Yeah. I think that goes back to everything being so glorified in the real estate industry though. It literally doesn't matter how you get involved in the space. It's all like a very sexy glorified industry from the outside looking in. And it's not until you get in the business that you truly understand how much of a grind it really is. And without systems and without processes, you'll die you're not going to succeed. So what does the public see and what do what do people see before they become a realtor? What's the public perception of realtors? How are they just displayed in the media? And what do people think it's like to be a realtor? What do you think? Well, I think it depends on who you ask. Like some people might say that realtors are pesky and annoying and always in your ear. And there's one everywhere and True. you can't get away from them. Right. Because it's potentially oversaturated, which is why we give you the tools to make yourself stand out and not be just another realtor. But, you know, I think that if you're thinking about becoming an agent or you get like the agent bug, it's probably because you either watched HGTV or you watched somebody present themselves as being a successful agent online. And that made you interested and either that aesthetic, like the way that their life looks and that made you want that, or you actually were able to see like the numbers and the potential for what you could make. Right. So, you know, realtors are displayed a certain way on like TV shows like HGTV, whatever, you know, it's sexy. You're showing houses, you know, you're dressing nice, you're helping clients, you're making lots of money, you're making big checks. Um, they don't really see what all goes on behind the scenes like that's yeah sure that's like five percent of it but 95 percent of it is more like what do you think well yeah there's the potential to have all those things there's potential to you do experience that if you're serving clients you're inevitably going to see those happy reactions from your clients you're going to help them buy a house which is a big deal it is a rewarding thing whether you're working with investors or first-time home buyers i mean it is a rewarding very cool privilege to be able to have However, it's like in order to get those clients, that's what nobody understands getting into the business. Where do the clients come from? It's like, where does the business even actually come from? And that's what nobody tells you. That's what's behind the curtains. Right. That's such a good question. Where where are the clients? You know, how do I get clients? They don't teach you that in a you know, real estate school. I don't think most schools teach that. No, I mean, of course not. And when you get licensed, you now have a real estate license. And I think that a lot of people are just like, well, now I'm a realtor. So business is just going to flock to me because I have this service that I can offer that people need. 
But in all reality, there's so many realtors and everybody already knows a realtor. So why on earth would they choose you? And what's the first thing everyone does when they get a license? Like what's the first method method they try and like the first thing they do? Let's all say it together now. Cold calling? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like the, the social media post, you know. Oh. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to reach out on social media and, you know, people gotcha. just come in, come in my front door. And... Right. They're going to post to their friends and family, which is good. I mean, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with telling everybody that you know that you're a realtor and uh, you will do business because of that, obviously. A friend of yours is going to end up contacting you or a family member and that will happen sometime in your career, but... If you're looking to have that HGTV lifestyle or that person that you saw online lifestyle that seems to be doing a lot of transactions, it's like you're really going to have to hustle and be hungry. You know, as a new agent, it's like, why would anybody pick you over somebody who's been in the business for 10 years that has a bunch of experience, a bunch of reviews and a reputation? What that actually is going to look like is you being hungry and them being able to respect that. You know, we've heard that in our early days and in our career is like we would connect with prospects and they would choose to work with us because they saw how much we cared about serving them and giving them excellent service and how hungry we were to serve a client. There's something to be said about that if you're a new agent, like putting yourself out there and showing that you're willing to work. How do you show that? What does it mean to put yourself out there? Well, I mean, that could definitely look like different things. You know, if you're, well, okay, so if you are in contact with somebody, maybe you're following up with them. And maybe you're doing more than just following up with them, but maybe you're asking them if they know anybody else that could potentially use their service that they could introduce you to. Or if you serve a client, maybe you're looking for other opportunities within that client and you're getting creative and you're simply just talking to people and looking for opportunities. Like nothing's going to just fall in your lap. So no matter how you're going out there to try to hustle and find business, it's going to take effort. Yes. And also like taking initiative to find opportunities to serve, not only, you know, to expand your business, which is great, but also to serve that client. So even in, even in ways that may not benefit you or benefit you directly, it's like step up, and look for opportunities to provide a high level of service in any way possible to your to your clients. Yeah, I mean, even if exactly like you're not going to get paid from that, but you're building a reputation for yourself and you're adding value and there's always something good to come from that. So definitely don't be selfish and keep an open mind and an open heart when going out there and connecting with people. But as it pertains to getting business again, like once you're licensed, nobody teaches you how to get business. And you know, I think mostly it's called just like lead generation, but I don't know, John, do you think that like a lot of people look at it like marketing and learn about effective ways to market specifically? You know, that's a good point. I, mean, I might take that for granted. Um, I don't, th I mean, I don't think so. I don't think, hmm. You know what? I used to look at marketing different. Now I look at I hear marketing and I think of like systems and a budget and a campaign over X number of months and I'm going to perform these actions over this time. That's kind of how I view marketing now. You know, back then I just thought it was like, okay, billboards, a TV ad, maybe send out a postcard, but it's there's so much more than that. Just like sporadic, you mean? Sporadic, no plan, um, kind of maybe expensive, not for me, you know, that's for the big dogs. Mm. 
I think a lot of people outsource marketing too. Like people are willing to pay quite a lot of money for leads from third party services or from marketing agencies to develop their brand for them. I've heard a lot of agents like say that they've wasted money or they felt like they wasted money paying in a marketing agency to like develop a brand for them. True. Thinking by just having like a website or business cards that they're going to be able to generate business from that. True. And it's like you graduate real estate school, you get your real estate license and then you go, you do your social media post and then the clients start flocking to your door and then they start lining up in your DMs. <laughs> no, that's not what happens. But, um, so what should you do, I guess, is the question then. Well, everyone and their mom is a realtor. You got to differentiate yourself. You know, how do I get business? The better question is, how can I add value so people want to work with me? And, you know, that could be a tough question if you're a realtor. I mean, you think, well, I'm just going to help someone buy or sell a house. But you can position, position yourself differently so you're doing much more than that. Yeah, that's why we're so big on niching down because if you want to add value, you know, there are a lot of different ways that you can do that, but it's great to be able to add value in a way that you feel so confident that nobody can really like do this better than I can. Like I've spent so much time making sure that I'm the best person to serve you because I've spent hours and hours studying or, you know, ex having experience or making sure that I can give you my clients the tools that you need to successfully get through this transaction. So I want to look at like a, a specific example, and it might be a silly example. Maybe you can give me a better one, but it's true. Every realtor can basically do the same thing. You could list or buy, you know, buy a home, whatever. However, if you're the listing agent that specializes in large homes above 3,000 square foot and, you know, with in-ground swimming pools and you brand yourself in such a way that's like, okay, you're standing, you know, next to a swimming pool in this nice house and you're the swimming pool guy <laughs> and you know your 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 messaging is all in line with you know i sell homes with swimming pools or maybe you maybe you're running like a magazine with swimming pools and it's like a summer magazine whatever the point is that you're branding yourself in such a way all around this niche these clients who have swimming pools and it's true your mama down the road who's a who's a realtor and your grandma next door who's a realtor and your cousins who's a realtor they could all list that same home but who is that person with a swimming pool going to work with they're going to work with you because you're the swimming pool guy, although y'all can do the same thing. Yeah, but they're going to have more faith probably that you can do it better because that's what you specialize in. You set yourself up to have authority and credibility by branding yourself as that person. So like having a brand as a real estate agent, you know, we talked about making a social media post. And yes, it's helpful to tell everybody, you know, that you're an agent because there could be an opportunity there. You never know. But when you are posting and as you're developing your brand, whether it's online or if you're sending postcards or if you're just talking to people in public, you're not just saying I'm a realtor. You're saying, well, I'm a realtor that specializes in helping people sell their homes with swimming pools. That's going to just sound different alone, which is going to make someone's ears perk up, whether they have a swimming pool or they know somebody that does. It just sounds different. It makes you stand out. Right, you're not just a realtor. You're like you're the guy who's gonna sell the swimming pool home, and you know they see you're out on Facebook. They're gonna pay attention to you because that resonates with them because they're that client more so than you know the 20 other uh, real estate agents who are running Facebook ads who are just like you know get your free home valuation. Yeah, absolutely. 
And so then I think a lot of agents have the fear if they hear that of like, well, what if I miss out on another opportunity then? Like, what if somebody who doesn't have a swimming pool wants to sell their home? Then what do they do? That's a good point. I mean, you could still serve those clients, but you have to differentiate. You have to niche down. You It, it takes courage to kind of niche down and focus on some client. But if you don't focus on a specific niche, you're not focusing on anyone. You can't focus on everyone. That's a fact. So you have to narrow down and just focus on on a specific client and it takes courage. I mean, you really have to have faith that that's going to work, but there's really no other way. You can't, you can't kid yourself and act like you're going to be the realtor for everyone because then you're just going to get lost in the noise. Yeah. It takes courage and it takes confidence. If you're trying to serve everybody, you're going to get so frustrated because you have to have a different value proposition in order to make money in business you have to be solving someone's problem and if exactly. you're just a realtor you're a commodity like you anybody can just help them list their home then so if you specialize in something it takes courage yes and it takes confidence because you have to position yourself with authority to be the best person to serve and it's funny enough because you'd think that well no one else is going to work with me but it's actually just not true because still again you're a realtor it's a commodity so like if you happen to come across somebody and meet with somebody they're not going to turn away business from you because you specialize in swimming pool houses but everyone with a swimming pool is going to be flocking to you and if you get the word out well enough if you're hustling so back to the work ethic it's like if you're making phone calls, if you're posting on social media and it's very clear what you're offering, you're not sporadic with your post. You're not sometimes posting market updates, sometimes posting three steps to buy a house, and then sometimes posting about swimming pools. It's like your whole brand is continuously around swimming pool houses. You know, if you're on social media, you're making phone calls, you're speaking to the public and you're hustling, then the word's going to get around ultimately as you continue to build the brand. And it's not going to happen overnight, but it's not supposed to. It's a long game and anything that's worthwhile is going to take time. So you have to be patient in the grind and watch it unfold as you get the fruits over time. That's a fact. So yeah, it's like, how do you earn business while you add value? How do you add value? You serve a specific client and you think of creative ways that you could serve that specific client because you know, you can't, you can't serve everyone. So it's like, how can you serve your client? And once you narrow it down, like once you got your swimming pool client, it becomes easier to figure out how you can add value. Now that you know you're serving, you know, clients who are selling a home with a swimming pool, you can educate yourself on, you know, cleaning swimming pools, connecting with all the vendors for, for swimming pools. Uh, maybe you got relationships with whatever folks who put covers on swimming pools. Whatever that niche is, there's, you could find creative ways to, to serve those clients. And yeah, yep. or maybe you have like special technology, like maybe the way that you can photograph them and make them desirable. Like maybe you have a connection with a photographer that can do something really special, like underwater or like you yeah. stage it in a different way. Like you have like, um, I don't know, you could have like staging equipment for the swimming pool that's going to make it extremely desirable. Or maybe you're parts of certain Facebook groups and you're marketing the property in these groups. And maybe you know that like a lot of people from California or Arizona or Florida are moving to Tennessee and they like to have a swimming pool. That's a commodity or not a commodity, but that's a... Um, a feature in their home that they had there that they want to have here. And it's like, maybe you're getting creative exactly. and innovative and you're thinking of ways that you can best serve your swimming pool client because <laughs> this is a funny example, but it's true. Like that's what thinking out of the box can do for you. 
and yeah, you become an expert in that niche. It's like you, you all, you, you know, you can't serve everyone at the same time. You can't know everything about, you know, every one and every niche. So now that you have this niche, you can learn and, you know, learn every swimming pool home in your area, learn, you know, how appraisers look at swimming pools, how much more value that adds to your home so you can educate your clients and, you know, differentiate, differentiate yourself. So that's another selling point. Yeah. And you could probably pull all the data, I'm sure, about every house in the in your market that has a swimming pool and you can market to them directly. So not only because that's listed on the MLS, like if you list a home, it says whether or not it has a swimming pool. So now you can pull that data and you can market specifically to that person with a specific message. And that's going to set you apart 10x. Right. And if I get your your postcard in the mail where it's like you're uh, standing and you're doing a cannonball in a swimming pool and you're like taking a selfie, something silly. And I get, you know, this other guy who's like just sold, you know, how much is your house worth? I'm giving you a call for sure. Or even if it's not silly, but it's just like I specialize in helping people sell homes with swimming pools. And this is why, because I do this, this and this. And now they're going to be like, hmm, well, that's interesting. We have a swimming pool. But I, I heard this thing the other day and it was about um, if you think your market is oversaturated, whatever market it is, you're in, in business, real estate related or not. Think about when you walk down the bread aisle at the grocery store, how many different types of bread and how many different bread companies there are doing the exact same thing. But everybody has their bread brand that they like for whatever reason, and that's what they buy. So it makes me think of like you can do something better and different than everyone else if you dare to like specialize in something. If you're just a realtor and everybody's just a realtor and they don't have a value proposition, then they're all going to look like they're the exact same thing. That's why you need to stand out. On the bread example, and it's like the, you know, the 99 cent great value brand, they're not scared to to price their, their bread at 99 cents and, you know, have some very boring plain packaging. They know they're just going to sell a lot of it and their strategy is to be the cheapest. That's their niche. They're not trying to sell to those folks who want a $6 loaf of bread. A with, premium product. Right, exactly. And they still sell bread because they, they pick their client, they're serving that client, you know, despite the dozens of other breads and brands on the same shelf. Right. So they know that's their niche. The like great value loaf of bread is going to be targeting somebody who's looking for an affordable loaf of bread. Whereas like Dave's bread, they're looking for somebody who's more health conscious, who's looking at the ingredients that's in the bread and is going to be more willing to pay a premium price. So they have completely two separate audiences. Right. They're both they're both bread brands, but they're doing completely different things. And in a way, you'd say they're not even in competition because they're not even remotely trying to target the same person. Right, right, right. And they're both succeeding. They are both succeeding. One other thing I wanted to say about that is, yeah, there's value in finding your niche and like niching down. You, it's clear that, you know, you need to pick a niche, um, but you should also be passionate about your niche. It should be someone that you enjoy serving. You should have some strengths in that area. So we gave a silly example, maybe of like the swimming pools. <laughs> maybe that's silly, but if you come from like a, a swimming pool, you know, background, you know, maybe your, your parents owned a swimming pool company, that makes sense to you. But you should have some inherent strengths or passions in your niche. So it, it becomes even easier to serve your client and continuously learn about, about, you know, whatever your niche is like mine's investing. So I study investing all the time. It's just what I do. It's fun for me. So it's not, it's not work. And then it becomes easier to educate myself on that and, and serve my clients. When you're niching down and you're deciding who you want to serve, you know, it's one thing to just decide and to say it. And then there's another thing 
and the other side of that is actually becoming the best person for that. And one way here at the House Connection that we advise our agents to do that is through their three uniques. The three uniques, there's no reason why we picked the number three. There's nothing special about the number three, but the idea is that if you have three, it really packs a punch and it's going to help you best serve your client. And so those are going to be services or products that you're going to offer that are going to position you again to be the specialist. This is something that they definitely don't teach you <laughs> in real estate school. And it's something that most people don't even know where to start when we do their agent success plan because it's like super unheard of. We're basically asking you to create something from nothing and be creative about the best way that you could serve your client. And we kind of breezed over that with the pool example, but an idea, you know, uh, I'm just going to use one of our agents as like a plug because it's just coming to my head. But it's like, you know, one of our agents works with renters so she is really trying to pack a punch as far as why renting isn't, in her opinion, as good of an opportunity as buying a home. She's asking herself, like, how can I present this information to my clients in a way that really packs a punch and allows them to know why that is? And she has a wasted rent report. So what it's doing is calculating to them, like, if you keep paying rent to someone else and paying someone else's mortgage, this is how much money you've wasted again, it's called wasted rent report over the past 10 years, five years, one year that you could have been putting down towards your own property and building equity versus just paying off someone else's mortgage and building them equity. She's really passionate about it. And that's why she chose that niche and then came up with a product, designed it herself, and then started handing it out to her clients and showing them these numbers which really packed a punch and also gave her authority and credibility because these people are looking at this product and thinking, wow, she really knows what she's talking about. Yes, it's true. It's like ways to differentiate yourself, which, you know, helps identify you to your ideal client, you know, your niche. They're going to be able to identify you because you're offering these these items of value to them, which are designed for them. But I want to give credit to um, the book Traction, which was where we gained these this idea of, you know, having three uniques, that's not our idea that comes from this great book called Traction, which is basically um, an operating system for, for entrepreneurs. So that's where that concept comes from. We didn't invent it, but it's we put it into practice ourselves and it's helped our business a lot and it's helping our agents. But yeah, in some, the three uniques differentiate us for your business. Like how are you going to stand out? There's something magical about the number three, like you said, but there's, it's the unique combination of these three things that differentiates you because no one else can mimic that. You're picking things that your competition is is not doing. And you can get creative. You can create things from nothing. You can use things borrowed from other people, but at the same time add things that you've created yourself. But the point is once you've, once you've created these things that people want to work with you because you're you have developed something that only you have it's proprietary to you because you created it and you've combined these three unique things that makes you a unique person to work with basically you just have to look at your ideal client and say what do they need and once i know what they need then i can offer it to them and that's going to position me because i don't think a lot of realtors are necessarily looking at it and saying what does this person need because again not everybody's niching down if you don't have a niche it's impossible to do this but if you have a niche you can ask what do they need and then create it or provide it to them 
whether that's a renter or an investor, it's like, what does my client need and how can I best serve them? Every agent offers a market analysis. There's nothing unique about that. And that, again, makes you just look like a commodity. Everyone's marketing is going to say, I offer a, an analysis. That's why we offer you and advise you to have a unique because then now you're going to stand out again because it's not that you just offered analysis. It's that you can offer them a... You could offer them a widget. It doesn't matter. The point is is that your combination of three things is not... You can't replicate it. Someone else out there isn't doing the same thing. So it's like you, you're no longer a commodity because you have a unique combination of these three value adds that are not replicated, they're, they're your own because you created them, they're proprietary.